Welcome back to Big Content. As you can see, Mr. Jack has run away. He's been captured, <laughs> kidnapped. Uh, he's down in Florida, home for the holidays. Uh, so we were doing a an episode virtually. We we're not going to miss because one of our goals was to make sure that we had an episode out every single week. And we can't start we can't start the year off with an L. A lot of changes happening here, um, but all good. How we doing, Jack? How's the holidays been? How's the family? How are the wife and kids? <laughs> The wife and kids. There's been a lot of ring chase content, uh, especially since Seen we it. set the goal last time. So everyone's good. Florida, there were a couple of cold days, but I'm feeling feeling good. I'm ready to go. You know, we're recording this in 2022. So that's why I was like, if we miss this one, we're not missing an episode, but we release it in release 2023. So thank you for holding me accountable. I think that's probably going to be the theme in 2023. That, that feels like the vibe. Okay accountability yeah yeah 100 percent. you know i, t I told y'all like my employees are we're switching things up everyone's being fucking held accountable and internally in our business now some people that watch big content might not watch our actual personal like youtube channel but we have vlogs going out about the internal workings of our business now weekly and i kind of spoke about what we had talked about internally about the changes that we're making within our within our office and with our employees and holding people more accountable. And we've put these vlogs out the last couple of weeks that have been a little bit uh, polarizing, I would say, in terms of like the reaction from the audience. Now, the way I look at comments is like, it, it, here's here's like basically when I get on and vlog and have these like long monologues, it's a way for me to vent. It's a way for me to express myself. So I don't actually care what the comments read. If they're fair criticism, I'll obviously read them and think about them and see if there's anything I could take from them. But a lot of people just won't get the full context of things. I try to put out as much context behind my thought process as possible and really leave like my heart on my sleeve so people understand where I'm coming from. And with that, you know, everyone has an opinion like this guy's a, a terrible leader for like blasting his employees. And it's like I've spoke to every single one of them and they're comfortable with me putting that out. And I don't think I blasted them at all. I think if anything, it's more of a reflection of me being a bad leader, not holding them accountable. And now it's like we're looking forward to being more accountable. Um, so the vlogs have been great. And I've noticed like a renewed energy in myself. I love when those are out. And those are my favorite types of piece of content to uh, work on. So I'm really excited about that. And it, it talking about like goals for next year, holding them accountable, but we're looking to grow a little bit as a team. And I've realized that I need help on the YouTube side of things because we make a lot of money through YouTube in order to function with our business. And I need another creator like myself. And you talked about how like one of the next hires that you're looking for would be talent because at the end of the mm -hmm. day, talent kind of equals distribution in this world and in, in the creator economy. You have enough talent, you get enough eyeballs on your stuff, you get enough eyeballs, you could sell enough products. So I'm looking at bringing on another creator into our ecosphere. One of the things I'm like a little bit torn on is finding someone that fits the brand, finding someone that I think is like energetic and charismatic and also fits like the synergy of of the team, which is difficult in like an online world. So I guess I'll, I'll, I'll start by asking you, when you want to bring on like an online talent, you guys don't have an office space, but I'm assuming that's going to be like something maybe you talk about when you guys get together next Friday. Like for the, the content creator I would like to hire, I would like them to come out and like move to New York. I don't like the mm -hmm. idea of just like everything being online. I feel like it's a weird mesh of like forcing a brand or forcing a piece of talent onto your content. And it feels a little bit less branding and more like mercenary style like what do you how do you feel about that how are you going to look at that when you're talking about hiring a new 
talent or content creator um, as it comes to like meshing into your actual brand? I think that's the new trickiness to this whole thing. And I was talking about with uh, a colleague in the industry about like what makes Pat McAfee's show so much more effective than a lot of the new content shows. And it's just they're in a live studio together, mm -hmm. right? And so how do you get someone in person when now content creation plus with the amount of travel that our creator would probably do, maybe it is easier and it would kill costs for us, right? You know, paying someone to live in New York as opposed to Ohio or, or anywhere else. So mm -hmm. I, I do think that having someone in person is probably 10 times better. It's it. I still like it in person, but how do you find the right person that fits the brand that's in a spot where they can't do this on their own, that then wants to move across the country, then you want them to be bought into the brand. Maybe they get equity in the brand, but also they got to be paid enough to live, you know, a life. And I think that it's like, how do you find that person? That's what we've been kind of, you know, we haven't actively been looking. We've got a couple people who maybe fit and, and I think you got to pick and choose, right? It's like, could we do this remote if they fit everything else? Maybe they don't have as big a following as you would like, but they're in New York and they're willing to take, you know, a, a pay cut or proper. So I think it's it's tough to find the perfect fit. Yeah. So I, I've actually narrowed it down, I think, to two candidates who I've reached out to and was like, hey, can we get on a can we get on a call next week? They have no idea that I'm like actually interviewing them. I was just more so like, yo, can we get on a call next week? And they they know about our brand and they like know who I am. So I get to just like kind of slide in and push that upon them. But they're younger kids. They're they're much younger. And I think that's the other like tricky part is you can't really like a lot of the people in the fantasy football industry are are older, you know, 35, mm -hmm. 40, 45 with established lives. A lot of them have full time jobs in the real world. They have kids, they have wives. So to expect them to pick up and relocate to a place like New York City is not a reasonable ask whatsoever. So it's like you've got to find these young kids who are hungry that fit all the criteria. And I'll keep you guys updated on this, obviously, if you're watchers of uh, of big content. But yes, we've got two on the books that I'm actually cautiously optimistic about um, and I think would would go a, a super, super long way in helping our business right now. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about, I'm actually weirdly excited about you guys coming in on next Friday. You're having like an all hands meeting, basically. Uh, how many yeah. people, you're coming into our office, basically, with your <laughs> employees, and you're going to brainstorm for the upcoming year. So how many people you got coming in? And tell me a little bit about like the structure of, of that meeting. Yeah, so it'll be our core five on the Snapback Sports side. So it's me, Casey, Alex, Ryan, who's our video editor, and Riley, who who does all our social media. So I've laid out, you know, everything. I think the trickiest part, speaking from my perspective, is what do I want them to have a say in as opposed to, you know, what's my responsibility as a leader, as the CEO to create the vision and then be like, all right, how do you guys go and execute on? How do you plan social strategy? Do I want to ask the question, you know, how do you guys view Snap Exports? Or do I say, this is what Snap Exports is. How do you grow the following with that being the North Star? That's really the trickiest part for me at the moment. But yeah, we're going to plan content strategy, vision. You know, we'll talk about the logo. We'll talk about merch, like everything new talent, all that stuff that comes in. And the way I've always done it is like open book, transparent, you know, rev goals, even if they don't necessarily apply to a video editor, like I want everyone to understand why we're doing stuff. So I think that's the approach that's going to be taken. Yeah. So I, I will um, add on to that. And this is something that I literally kind of just experienced with the team going back to what you said, like, do I set the vision or do I allow them to mold it with me? Right. I think as the leader, as the visionary, as the person who started it, you have to keep a 
very tight grip on that because once you lose the creativity or the vision for it, you become like a lesser version of yourself in a sense. And then, you know, you give your feelings away to, you, you allow their, their, um, their vision of what you built successfully to take hold. And it's like, it's not, that's not what got you there. So you have to be very mm -hmm. conscious of that. Obviously, you know, you don't want to be like a, a micromanager and telling them every single thing that they have to do. And you have to let their create. I mean, if you put a creator in a creative role, you have to let them create. But I think you do need to set the North Star for them. Tell them what yeah. exactly is, uh, what exactly they are accountable for, and then let them rip. And then obviously you can adjust on the go, but you need to have the goals for them. You need to realize like what goals are going to get you to that North Star that you are, you know, striving for. And I think having it very divided into, into like having everybody know exactly what they're doing and not having them like scattered all over the place, like working on 17 different things. If you can have one guy doing this exact thing, but doing a lot of it, a lot of volume, that's like really helpful because they get in the flow and they get better and better and better and better at that, um, at that task. So you're going to need to come in and like clean that fucking room up by the I way know. at some point next week, because <laughs> there's boxes and merch all over that fucking place. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm going to have to find out where I'm putting it, but that is part of it. And that's my fee. That's my fee is a cleaning fee, which allows me to use the space yeah i don't i don't care where you put the shit but it's just like if you guys come in there you're gonna spend two hours cleaning it up before you actually get any um any work right. done so there's there's some news about tiktok kind of recently right and one of the one of the reasons that i'm again going back to like making sure that we continue to grow the youtube side of things not only because it's where we make our money but like you need to continue to grow on all platforms and we kind of blew up yeah. on tiktok this year but that's not our main focus for business we need to be focused on many different pieces uh because tiktok is banned on some government phones now right and from a creator standpoint i feel like this happens once every like six months where they're like oh tiktok might get banned there's like a bill that's being passed or some shit like that and the first time it happened it's it's one of those like fool me once you know the first time it happened i was like holy shit like there might be some realness to this i had like people dming me like dude are you worried about this and i was like yeah i guess i should be and then nothing happened and then the six months later there was like a oh fuck tiktok's gonna get banned nothing happened again so i'm i'm it's getting to like the 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 boy who cries wolf type thing do you have thoughts on this because i kind of just feel like it's any government owned phone they're like allowed to just be like don't have tiktok on that but I would feel like there's no chance that it just gets banned throughout the country. I think it's just a good reminder to grow on, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, on, on as many platforms as you can. I do think it's, it's somewhat real. Like when, you know, where there's smoke, there's normally fire. So the fact that it continues to happen, right? Like the Elon thing, it was like, oh my God, Twitter's done. And then now, you know, it's fine. Like if there were more cases where people like, this is the end of Twitter, everyone's quitting and it kept, kept happening. Maybe I'd be more concerned, but yeah, I think it's something to keep an eye on. What I'm most curious about talking about is, you know, we're encouraging people and we always say, you got to grow on other platforms. You got to own your audience, newsletter, website, et cetera. But I'm also a major believer Believer in when you're starting out in the content game to just hammer one platform. So where do you kind of go from there? Because that's my belief. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think that's the right way to look at it too. Going scattered, like you don't have enough resources when you start to be putting shit everywhere. And there's, you know, there's very clear places where growing is the easiest and it is on TikTok, YouTube shorts. I think repurposing, I almost feel like at this point you have to make them 60 or 90 second clips, put them on TikTok if you're worried about 
about TikTok being a problem like legally going forward because 60 seconds for shorts, 90 seconds for IG reels or whatever. Yeah. So it's almost like you work backwards that way. And it's like a lot of people are trying to force YouTube or they're trying to force a podcast or whatever. And again, it's way more about growing through these platforms that allow you to grow and then resurfacing your content, resurfacing your content elsewhere. So realistically, if I had to give advice to people today that want to start content, it's like 90 second clips, focus on making those as valuable as you possibly can, spread them out in as many places as you possibly can. Cause you could also put those on Twitter and you could put them on these other platforms um, and kind of just see what hits. But yeah, it is definitely a reminder that at any moment it could be taken away. Like you wake up and a fucking random copyright strikes on your YouTube. We've had one strike on our YouTube for like four years right now. I don't even know what it's from. I don't know why it won't ever leave our channel, but that means if we get another one, like our channel is going to be down for a week and God forbid that yeah. happens in like the middle of August or like August 25th to the 31st or something like that, that would lose us a lot of money and revenue because that's such a big, um, time. So I, I think when you're starting, your focus, again, should not be on money. It should be giving value and growing an audience and sticking to one platform and learning how to do that really well, and then slowly expanding again. It's always a fucking, it's a long game with this content creation stuff, man. And mm -hmm. I actually saw a TikTok today that I did a stitch of. I don't remember the creator's name, but if you saw him, you'd probably see him. He talks a lot about just like branding and content creation. And he was like, 2022 was the year of mm, with, yeah that's his name uh 2022 is the year of with 2023 is the year of depth i stitched it and i was like this is not it's just i thought it was stupid i was like every year should be really like, yeah i i don't think there should ever be a year where you're focused on with i think if you're focused on with no no, no no i so i think he was saying the consumer that's what the consumer like was engaging in it was all these if if you watch a little tiktok for those who haven't seen it he talks about uh all these platforms became discover content right and it was like oh my god this creator's great this creator is great. This video is hilarious. This video is hilarious. And that's what the theme of 22 was. And what he's saying is in 23, people will go and attach themselves to creators and, and care about their, like they're tired of just discovering new content. Oh, okay. So you're, I thought you were, I thought, so, but, so I didn't even watch yeah, the TikTok. But, I just saw the first five seconds and then reacted to it. <laughs> love that Let's you go. you went with you got to go depth you got to watch the whole thing no awesome. but it, it goes to what i'm sure the point you were going to make is which is you always want to these platforms youtube shorts ig reels and TikTok always had to be top of funnel for you you could never live off of just mm -hmm. the short form content now some people made a killing in the you know 18 24 months period but over time, you need people to care about you. And the only people that care are the ones who watch your 20 minute vlogs, not your 30 second fantasy. So uh, I think he made a good point. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I kind of looked at it as if like he was saying from a creator standpoint, you know, 2022 was a year of with and and I was like, I understand why he went with that because we've been preaching about these platforms that allow you to grow really quickly. Yeah. The problem with it is people get fixated on the view counts on these. Like for instance, like your YouTube shorts blowing up through there, really hard to convert to a business level but you get you get so yeah. attached to being like man we just ripped a 200,000 view video but it doesn't actually lead to anything so there's a lot of creators that focus on width it doesn't build any depth like real depth is right. what will actually eventually build the real width so I was like you have to just continue to give value if you're just only focusing on things that get views you'll never actually build like if you're in it for longevity longevity if you're in it for life like the only thing that should matter is depth but in terms of yeah like from the consumer standpoint I agree I don't I mean 
I guess it's cyclical, but I, I feel like that has always been the case. Like people have always attached themselves to personalities and long form content. And you do attach yourselves to creators who do short form content, but the ones that you do attach yourselves that do those are either like really smart and give you a shitload of information in a small amount of time, or they're really good storytellers within a small amount of time as well. But it's really the same, same thing. It always goes back to values. As long as you're teaching mm -hmm. or entertaining or motivating the people that are watching what you're doing, I don't actually think it matters what the, like when I think of width or depth, I don't think of width or depth in terms of like the length or, or the, the time length of the content. I think it more of like the, the impact of the content. So I think mm -hmm. it can go both ways. I think I'm an asshole for just ripping it. Even though I didn't say anything mean about him, I was just like, I kind of disagree with what he's talking about. Didn't listen to what he was talking about, but fuck, <laughs> yeah. him. fuck him. Well, well, I think, you know, look at what the platforms are doing though. Cause you've got TikTok, they went from, you know, 90 seconds to three minutes. And now I think you could post like a two and a half hour movie on the platform. You got YouTube shorts, which everyone knows is just the top of funnel for them. And eventually they're going to kind of merge the two uh, so that it leads to watching longer form. So yeah, I agree with you that depth isn't always, you know, just time length, but I'd say the majority of time, that's where you're able to deliver even more value because, you know, you're rushing stuff into 30 second clips. Obviously. Well, it's like depth is just, you're just digging, right? And it's like a 20 minute video is going to allow you to dig for 20 minutes. A 30 second video, right. you could still dig, but you're only digging for 30 seconds. So I think you can go, it's just that a lot of people are focused on like digging sideways rather than digging deeper. And no matter what you're doing, as long as you're going down instead of out, like those will eventually, it'll eventually lead to like this curve. And we've seen it happen. Like you want to talk about storytelling, you know, uh, on the show sheet, we wanted to talk about Alex Earl a little bit. This, this, this girl from New Jersey moved down to Miami and I'm, I'm going to kind of let you take the leagues. I feel like anytime we talk about like TikTok personalities, I get it wrong. And then everyone kills me. And she feels like someone who's got a rabbit. It's good for clicks base. though. It's click. It's right. But clicks. that's with, I don't want that shit. I want, I want correct <laughs> information here. So I don't know what's going on. I just know that she like vlogs a lot of her life. She does like a get ready with me. She's a very attractive girl. So people are obsessed with her. She's got some like call her daddy, early Alex Cooper vibes energy to her, mm -hmm. but she's building this crazy fan base extremely quickly. Um, through a series of different events that are going on. Yeah, so Alex Earl, she was dating a Yankees pitcher. So mm -hmm. that was somewhat relevant. They broke up. I believe she's actually a student at Miami. So she's finishing up her college degree there. You know what's she the funniest part about that? Sorry to cut you off, but like, like, oh, he's dating a Yankees pitcher. I, I see so many people like interjecting into their personal relationship. I see a bunch of stitches and it'd always be a girl just like defending Alex Earl being like, yeah, this guy sucked as a baseball player anyways. And like, it's like they're attacking him. And I feel like the relationship, it was probably a normal relationship and she was just like hey i don't you know like this isn't working out we're gonna break up and then you have a million people just attacking this dude on like a super personal level it's just so the, weird the reason me. the reason why the attacks happened were, was because and she didn't attack him initially but there was like one comment that people ran with which was he didn't like post her on social mm -hmm. and he was maybe a little like unsupportive of her doing the whole influencer thing so you know you want to support a boyfriend and so people are going to run with it whatever it may be but she has had the craziest rocket ship growth we've seen since Charlie D'Amelio and Addison Ray. It's been like insane. I mean, she doesn't have 100 million followers, but she has depth on her following. And 
it's very, very rare that you find like the attractive girl um, and, and people are supportive of her making a ton of money. Like normally when you fall into this type of influencer, people are like, they're jealous or they don't want them to be successful. Girls are obsessed with her. And I guess it's because they she feels, I don't even want to say relatable because I don't know how she, you she, relate to that. No, no, no. I mean, she is. She's kind of just like your, she feels like a friend that you would just make in college. And she's obviously like really, really good looking. But like you said, there's, there's no one more dangerous than someone who's actually really good looking and is actually a good content creator. It's very rare that right. you find both of them like interjecting. We know how you feel about that. And she, well, I mean, <laughs> that's what the thing, like if she didn't make interesting TikToks and then she had this grow up, this blow up, I wouldn't give a fuck about her. But I actually think she's a good content creator. And she's obviously, when when you fit into that category, you're gonna get a lot of hate from people just because of jealousy. And they're gonna say like, hey, you've built your following because you're hot. And it's like, obviously that helped and that played a part, but I really like respect a girl like her and I respect people like that that can kind of push through that and continue to put themselves out there and express themselves despite how like the world wants to see them and they want to see you like put in a box so that they could feel better about like making fun of you in that type of content but yeah her she's at 2.7 million followers 88.8 million likes uh i don't know what her instagram's at but i'm assuming that's doing really fucking well too um it's just a crazy. crazy fucking story yeah i saw um, no so sorry, yeah, how much money do you think she makes she's partnered up with white fox she did a wawa ad as well what do you think she makes per tiktok per tiktok um Man, she her TikToks get like really good engagement. And she's she's in the rare spot where like her promos would then get talked about. Like it's very rare that yeah. someone does an ad and then it gets covered in the media, which is kind of what we're doing. Uh, fuck big media, but we are doing that as well. Uh, but what do you think? Probably like a buck fifty. A hundred fifty grand. Yeah. Holy crap. Okay. I'm guessing. Because I thought other, you knew. No, no, no. Others in influencer marketing, which I agree with. They, they said probably like anywhere from 30 to 50 grand. Wawa, which is out of her, out of what I would say her target market. Mm -hmm. I actually think they probably paid a premium, maybe like a 75 or something. But but like White Fox, which she does like one every three or four right now, because it's just like her outfits. You know, she's probably getting, yeah, 30, 40, 50 grand. Yeah, I mean, you've asked me this before and I way overshot. So there's definitely a possibility I overshot. <laughs> Like I said, I haven't worked with a lot of brands and, and companies when it comes to like doing TikTok deals. So I'm probably way overshooting. But I bet if the right company came, she could sign a deal that was like a, a buck fifty yeah. grand because her content's very natural. Every single one of her videos gets around the same number of like views as her follower count, which is like a really, really good sign of um both engagement and like growing organically. So yeah, I mean she probably makes a fuckload. She's probably gonna make more this year than she needs for the rest of her life. So what do you think the next step is for her? What would you do if you were in her shoes or you start an apparel it? company? You start a clothing brand. Yeah. You start anything that like relates to her her looks honestly if she started a bikini line if she started like a dress company started a bra i don't know her her uh or probably makeup right she does a lot of like get ready with me makeup mm. type shit the most the easiest fucking pivot in the world like i'm pretty sure people on tiktok right now would rather support her than buy like the kardashian shit she could price it at yeah. a premium but obviously as like a newfound growth type of i actually don't know how long she's been creating content so i don't want to like throw her into like a an overnight you know blow up type thing she might know a lot more about business than i would give her credit for but she probably needs some help in terms of like bringing on an actual team that would help her scale this up something like what mr beast did with his mm -hmm. food products and stuff like bring on a real team that knows the infrastructure knows the industry for me if she probably has so many people reaching out to her also trying to take advantage of her of her but like very very obvious for me a good looking girl just sell 
things that good looking girls want to to wear and you can make a killing off that yeah i think that's the next logical step there is right this is the great creator kind of conundrum right she could keep eating fifty thousand dollars a pop once a day almost mm-hmm. once every other day which is insane or she could have equity 100 percent, 80 percent, whatever it might net out to be in what could potentially become a 10 hundred billion dollar swimwear right company so but it's high risk right people could see her pivot and be like oh well now she's just trying to take advantage of us she got hot overnight she has all this fame now she's trying to sell us so so there you do deal with that risk it's a natural pivot but nonetheless that is a risk it is a risk a little bit i don't think it's as big of a risk as with the way you phrased it i think like as long as because listen like if you're gonna say oh she's trying to sell us like they could say that with the sponsored ads that that she's putting out as well well, but what it, if she puts out a crappy product? What it like? There's so many. I think I think what be. she would need to do is document the process of creating the product so that she's right. actually showing that she's like, Your hey, fault. I'm trying to make this a great product. Like this is where my failures came into play. This is the things I did in order to ensure that this is a good product, rather than just like throwing it all out there. And I think you know you look at like Prez with the time with the with the watches and stuff, and he's trying to kind of like cover his tracks after the fact, rather than having documented the process of saying like, hey, this is high quality. Hey, this is market value. Hey, this is for or the type of people that are in the $2,500 watch uh, target demographic, as long as she continues to document her journey and continues to document the process of building out a product, I think our fans will absolutely fucking love that. But yeah, if you just come out of nowhere, and that's it. We talked about this a few weeks ago with like content creators in general. If like a, a rich person just starts creating content, you don't really have an affiliation with them because you didn't see the, the the documentation of like the struggles that they had to get there. It's not relatable. But if you're relatable from the start, if you're like, hey, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm getting on a call with like this designer we're going to talk about these clothes you show that call people are going to be way more invested and be like i she appreciates the work that she's doing in her own fucking product which means i'm going to so i i do think a lot of it goes back Mm -hmm. to the documentation of doing it correctly yeah okay so from here right Mm -hmm. you obviously could pivot to that and then what would you do from a content perspective because i agree that her tiktoks right which might range from 90 to three minutes 90 Mm -hmm. seconds to three minutes they have more depth but once again it's not like we don't know much about her we don't know like if she's interesting right she's relatable she does a lot of things that you know girls do but but is she that interesting so like i've seen people throw out you mentioned like could she do a podcast could she vlog because those are what really takes you to the next level does she like what what's her thing though you know like if if someone's gonna have her on a tv show yeah like does she have a thing if if they're interviewing her i don't know and i think that she needs to figure out as well okay so she has a youtube channel where she's basically put out three vlogs one was five months ago one was one month ago uh halloween weekend vlog and then one was five days ago. So you can see she wants to do a little bit more of a long form content. So the reason I say like also create your own product is because from a creator, that's like really fulfilling, right? And you're also really passionate about it. So that gives you something to like invest in and that could become your thing. Like you could be like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm the owner right. of this product or whatever. Yeah, with her, I think again, it's it's about probably taking it slowly here because 
Sarah, she has so many opportunities that if she starts to spread herself thin, that's going to become problematic. And then it's going to water down what made her great in the first place. So I think, I mean, the low hanging fruit, yes, would be continuing to put out vlogs, which I think she'd be able to build a huge audience on YouTube and be more relatable that way. Depth again. I think she could also do a, um, you know, call her daddy type style, just a normal, I don't want to say call her daddy because it doesn't need to be about sex or whatever, but like she could just do a podcast if she wanted to, if she had a friend that she trusted that she thought would be good content with her. I'm sure people want to hear about her or her romantic life or dating life, her, you know, all the different things that go along with who she is as a person, the podcast. I, I think she should do basically what we're doing for like big content where it's like you mm. do a long form podcast, talk about whatever you want on it, put it up on YouTube, put it up on podcasting, have people chopping up clips for TikTok and create, you know, your own personal brand and become like a real powerhouse within it. I don't think she needs to, again, because she's moved at like super speed at this point. So I think you could focus on content or you could focus on product. Either works. Um, if you want to work 24 seven, she could probably do both. I think the new theme for creators will be not capitalizing when you're hot. How do you extend this to, you know, however long you want it to be? And I think creating a business out of it is important. I think creating a lifelong audience out of it, right? She could continue to invest in these short form TikToks and that'll grow her audience. But when, you know, it turns, when the algorithm changes, if TikTok gets banned, like you want to think about how you can extend your life. And I think that's- the Yeah. And I, I, I have a feeling we're going to start seeing more vlogs out of her like regularly. Um, and that's, yeah. it's also another like revenue monetization option for her too, because I know like when we, a lot of brands will reach out to us, like wanting to promote on our podcast. I'm like, we get, you know, like six times the number of views on our YouTube channel than on our podcast. And then we can start renegotiating that deal or like a package deal. We've even yeah. had big deals we've signed before with a company that found us through Instagram when we had like 2000 followers <laughs> and had like 60,000 YouTube subscribers. So, um, the more, yeah, again, like the more you spread yourself on different platforms, when you're that size, the more opportunities come your way, the more revenue, uh, monetization options come your way. And you also figure out what you like and you don't like. So like the more she tries, the more she can be like, I actually don't really like this. So let me focus on this, uh, this other aspect. So I think, I mean, she's got the world in her fucking palm right now and she's probably, she's about to eat in 2023. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is it's rare that you kind of have a moment in time like this in the creator economy where someone is so hot mm -hmm. and you have to like go all in. Not like she's not all in on it. I'm talking like this isn't people will always be like, oh, you could take some time off. You could Like I would highly recommend like hammer, like squeeze everything you can out of this because it's a once in a lifetime. You'll regret not and, having done that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the way I, I look. I, at most of those things yeah like i i think i show speed did a great job like he went from you know he blew he was blowing up blowing up soccer world cup came and he went to the world cup and did everything in the world that he could and now like his moment's kind of over but how, how old he is he so much no one really knows i think he's like 19 or 19 i'm really i'm intrigued to see how he um how he continues you know going off that point because i think there's a side of him where like he's very much like a show he's an entertainer he's like really fun yeah. and funny to watch and shit but i also think there's a side of him where he like forces a lot of things that i'm like that's not really like i saw a clips when he's on on the phone call with like what's the rapper central c the the london rapper that's like really popular right now he's asking questions like how how big is your dick and things like that and i get that it's like kind of funny but it's not like that 
that stuff gets old. No, really, it won't really, last forever. It, yeah. It's re- yeah, it gets old like really, really quickly, and people will see through that. And I, I made a video this morning talking about how like you know don't put yourself in a box because a lot of creators turn themselves into like caricatures of themselves and then don't want to be that person anymore. And that's how they get mm-hmm. burnt out. And that's how problems happen. And I feel like every time I watch his content, I get a little bit of that feeling in me where I'm like, he needs to like become more of himself because over the next few years, he's gonna have like a little bit of an identity crisis. I feel like. You know, in the same way we've seen like Bryce Hall and Logan Paul and all these guys kind of like grow up, weird to say, but like in front of our eyes, they're a lot more mature now and a lot more likable Mm -hmm. because they just are who they are as opposed to like a weird person they pretended to be online. Which is nicer for them because I don't think they want to live, but it's tough to pivot because you attract a certain type of audience. You can't always just make a seamless transition. Fucking dangerous. Dangerous game we play out here in big content. I don't think I had really anything else on the show sheet and this is, where are we at, like 33 minutes. I'm, I'm cool with a shorter episode this week. Do we have any okay. questions, actually? Did we do any q and feel like we haven't done that in a while. No, but when we plan out, you know, our goals and strategy for this show uh, over the next couple of weeks, we will have more consistency with making sure we ping the Discord, that we're active there, that we're getting, you know, comments on the YouTube and bringing mm-hmm. them to the show, having full show sheets. So I'm excited for 2023. You got any New Year's Eve plans? Um, we have the Bash finalists coming out to New York City on Saturday. Nice. Um, so I don't actually know what the fuck I'm doing. I've kind of uh, like handcuffed myself to to that. I didn't realize when we were like, hey, we're going to fly the, the Bash finalist out for, uh, for the championship weekend. I didn't realize it was New Year's Eve weekend at the time. So... I have some friends throwing parties like in New Jersey, but I'm not going to bring those people to, I'm not flying them out to New York and then bring them to New Jersey. So I'll probably just enjoy them and hang out with them and, you know, um, just kick it with them and probably have a low key night. And then Sunday we'll be in the office, like streaming the the two guys playing against each other and make a, a Oh, it's two guys left. It's just down to the final two. Yeah. The way we set it up was like the tournament dwindled down to two people so that they'd have just like a head to head championship. It's actually, you know, Jordan reigns who's really active in big He's in the finals. He's like, he's no way. Yeah, first, yeah, first place. Yeah, he's and what's crazy right, is he so was like the biggest supporter. That's someone you want to own your company, right? Like, I would love. Yeah, he's a, he's a big supporter of like the project. What about would, the other guy? Uh, he's actually this. Okay, so did you see? Um, he, the other kid, he's a kid who lives in New York City, actually. So he was okay. in our office yesterday or two days ago. We just filmed oh, yeah, a skit, yeah. uh, Friday Night yeah. Lights skit. Um, and he was in, he made a little appearance. Like you just see the side of his head. He was in it. So he'll be here Sunday for the games as well. Um, he's been, he said he's been following us for like a few years now. So he's, you know, part of the brand and shit. And um, I'm, I'm, team do you like better? Uh, I think I give the slight, I, I'd, I'd give Jordan. A, a minus one one thirty minus one thirty five odds okay. in the books. He also feels like a team of destiny because when everything was going sideways with the bash in the summer, he was like the loudest supporter of like how good the project is going to be, and he's like, I have so much faith in like what this is going to become. So it just kind of feels. Have you met Jordan? Because he's got the eight profile picture. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's been in like I do the creator workshop. I one he does content, okay. so I like he's on YouTube and shit, oh, so I know okay. who he is. Um, in the creator workshop I do for the BDG three pass holders, he's always in them. So uh, got on a call with him earlier this week to plan logistics and shit for the trip. So yeah, I've, I've met him before. Nice. Big piece Where's of shit. Without Big piece of shit. <laughs> uh, St. Louis. Okay. All right. Nice. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah. What are you doing? Um, just a house party down here with family, friends, and and people I know. What you don't watch college football. 
football, do you? Uh, I do a little bit. My my cousin goes to Georgia, so like I've be- okay. kind of become a Bulldogs fan. And we have the bar across the street, uh, American Whiskey. Right. It's a Georgia bar, so it's kind of crazy. I've gone to a couple of the games there, so I'll I'll probably be watching. Plus, it's almost time to get into into rookie season. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any guy. Obviously, C.J. Stroud will be playing. He's a QB one. Corum's out. Smith and Jigba's out. I don't know if many Georgia skill players. Maybe the tight end. Not a ton on. Yeah, on Brock Bowers will definitely be yeah. uh, a guy. I'm trying to. I, I don't know most of the personnel at this point in the year because my research really hasn't started. <laughs> don't fucking laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you hate when I get analytical on these motherfuckers. I don't hate it. It's just a rare sight. Mm, you don't want me in my bag, brother. You don't want me I, in my fucking bag. <laughs> you don't want to go in your bag so much that you're hiring someone to <laughs> keep you out of I'm your I'm hiring a, a Santa Claus to go in my bag. <laughs> Dude, I had to play Santa Claus on Christmas Eve, and the kids were absolutely crying. I put them into shambles. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah I got to watch that video. Okay, All right, well, yeah. happy new year. I'll see I didn't you have a video. It was just a picture I put up. They were just crying. It was horrible. All right, you goodbye, Jack. You didn't put a video of you Christmas caroling? No, no. I'm talking about like my family party on Christmas Christmas Eve. Uh, I had. But don't to dr- you have to do that? What? Are Tony, you, I beat you, Tony. He already did it. Uh, okay. Yeah, he did it in front of MSG. It was brutal. It was a tough fucking scene. Kid has absolutely. Wait, you beat him with Devontae Smith and Jonathan, or what was the matchup? Uh, I don't remember at this point. It was a good matchup, but yeah, we outscored him. I think I needed like six from someone going on Monday Night Football, and they got like eleven or whatever. So I ended up ended up beating him. He did. The, I'm on like a five game win streak and dealer no deal. This this week should be a tight one though. I think loser has to eat Vegemite because we had an Australian BG three holder come in and he brought us Vegemite. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's nasty. Yeah, it's, it's so gross. bad. Tony's excited for it because it has a lot of protein in it. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we're out of here then. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Hit the thumbs up button. Subscribe to the podcast if you're listening to the podcast. And we will be bye next Wednesday. Goodbye.